Hi, this is Chapman, and welcome back to the Free Language Podcast, where I interview language projects and polyglot personalities to bring you the very best from the language learning world for free. Take it and run, folks. And uh, today, I'd say take it and sprint, because you're about to hear something amazing, something I've never come across in nearly 10 years of researching and writing about language learning, and even more, actually learning languages myself. Combining an interest in fractal geometry with a love for language, Tony Marsh has created what one happy student calls a new light in language learning. He helps students achieve impressive results by building a custom language matrix with you in person beginning at the very start of your first lesson. The spiral shape that permeates all life, from deep inside our cells to the edges of the visible universe, is a phenomenal constant. Why, asked Tony, wouldn't the same hold true for human language? Tony Marsh has been applying the principle of the golden mean to language education with surprising results. He's taught at the governmental and corporate levels with students from NATO, the FBI, the US Navy, Royal Navy, the French Air Force, Panasonic, Motorola, Hyatt, Four Seasons, Kerr Mining, and much more. He also works with individuals like you and me from around the world interested in learning Arabic, English, Portuguese, and Spanish. One student from NATO was able to go from total newbie to presenting live in Arabic in front of an audience within a month. So what is his method? I'm going to massively sum it up. Um, because Tony elaborates far better than I ever could. The very same beauty that allows trees to form limb after limb in a growth spiral can be applied to conversational language acquisition. The fractal nature of language is apparent in the way that, for instance, I am is a single node from which potentially infinite points can be reached. I'm Chapman. I'm a podcaster. I'm in Czechia. I'm a musician. I'm your friend. From any single node, you can depart in an impossible number of directions growing like a tree. The seeds of conversation are verbs, and with even just a few seeds, you can grow into infinite directions. Don't worry if that makes no sense at all. Tony will elaborate on it in the podcast for you and kind of make it all make sense. On his blog, Tony writes, the content itself builds the very structure that will come to hold it. Just like how moving water carves a river into the land, each time you express a thought, It leaves its mark in your mind in the shape of the language. Over time, the system becomes more and more refined and more defined. The bends are carved into rock rather than mud, and you can say whatever you want to say. The entire content of any given lesson with Tony, right from the start, is focused on you and your interests. The whole learning experience is based around you. This means you are more likely to remain interested, more likely to learn something useful, and definitely more likely to use it. I'm both honored to have been able to interview Tony as well as work with him to start learning Arabic, and I'm happy to say that we've become friends through the process. Uh, It's with great pleasure that I bring you this episode. I was blown away by Tony's ability to get me speaking Arabic from the first 30 seconds we started, and he has helped me make a major breakthrough in my own language learning. Respect to you, Tony. The short link for this podcast is freelanguage.org forward slash FLP9. That's free language podcast, the number nine, FLP9. If you'd like to support free language for free, please sign up for my newsletter at freelanguage.org forward slash news, where you'll receive years worth of research into language learning resources and methods delivered neatly into your inbox in digestible bites. There's a lot out there, folks, and it's often hard to sift through it all. 
who has the time. Let me do the hard work for you, and just kick back and let the language goodness flow to you by email. You'll be kept up to date on new podcasts, as well as the very top language learning goodies I come across, much like this insanely awesome fractal geometry language matrix goodness. And without further ado, here's Tony Marsh. Right, I'm here today with with Tony Marsh, uh, the founder of the Tony Marsh Method. I'm uh, really glad you could come to the show today, Tony. Thanks a lot for joining. Thanks for having me. All right, I'm really excited about this. We've been we've been working to get uh, to get together and, and make this happen. And uh, I've just done um, a test lesson, and uh, really really awesome the the amount of things I would able to say now in Arabic in uh, just 30 minutes. Uh, but before we get into the method and everything, I wanted to just kind of get a bit of your story about how you got interested in languages and 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 ultimately into language learning. Right. Yeah. Um, my first uh, experiences with with foreign language were when I was about eight years old, and uh, my family had uh, a series of foreign exchange students that lived with us uh, for about a year at a time. One uh, lady from Brazil and um, Argentina and uh, and France, and so I was starting to get exposed to it. But growing, I didn't speak another language. My parents don't speak another language. Um, had a few lessons, sort of in. Uh, or classes, you know, in middle school and everything, and then really sort of discovered that I was into foreign language uh, when I was 17 and started learning Spanish, uh, sort of right at the end of high school, um, went to Brazil and visited one of our former foreign exchange students uh, and learned Portuguese pretty well, and then by that time really realized, how, you know, how into it I was and decided to join the military as a, uh, as a linguist, hoping to learn Mandarin Chinese but alas, learned uh, Arabic, which I ended, you know, like ended up loving. Uh, and so after after that, I got out I got out of the military in 2009 and began teaching uh, those languages: Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic. Uh, dabble in French and Italian, Mandarin a bit, and uh, just develop methodology from there. Teaching adults, corporate classes, government class, and stuff like that. And that uh, that's brings us up to to now. Okay, and and would you mind uh, sharing? I guess a bit of um, I'm sort of curious myself because the military is known to have incredible you know programs for for accelerated language learning. Uh, right. Just any any stories you have there? I know you worked uh, with the the FBI, the Navy, as well as NATO in in regards to actually teaching and stuff like that. But could you tell us any stories from your time there, or what kind of uh, what 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 would you like to share? Sure. Yeah. Well, the uh, the military language school. It's called the Defense Language Institute. Uh, that's in Monterey, California. Extremely beautiful campus. Uh, it's for it's for government and military. Um, <clears throat> it's a sixty three week program for Arabic. So uh, a year and some change. Uh, six hours a day. It's a full time job basically. And uh, it's interesting that the program, the military uh, government program, is basically uh, they have it like kind of down to the hour, if not the minute, in terms of what you're going to do. So it's just a very regimented course, and uh, and everything. And I think you you kind of it's like sink or swim. All, you, you, like you you pretty much learn it just by sheer time spent, you know, in the program and everything. Um, <clears throat> I guess as far as in funny anecdotes or interesting things, uh, everyone's given a is given a name and they make a big deal like an Arabic name or a Chinese name or whatever and they make a big deal out of it it's not like in 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 high school Spanish where you're like oh I want to be like I would be Antonio or like you know I want to be someone you know like they they choose your name for you and give you a certificate with calligraphy and make a big ceremony out of it um so somehow I ended up being Osama 
uh, and I was the first Osama. This is right. It's 2005. I was the first Osama since September 11th. They had kind of like hung that jersey up, you know, like retired that name for a while, but brought it out. So I became Osama. And so as I went through the the program, people like e- teachers too. They would say, I would say, oh, Marhaban ismi Osama, and they were like, oh, like my name was Osama, and they'd say, oh, like Osama bin Laden, haha, and like they te- like would make the, this joke. Osama bin Laden means Osama son of Laden. And so I developed this little, this little rebuke, like this little comeback. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm like, no, my dad's name is Gary, so I'm, a, I would be Osama bin Gary. Thank you very much. And that name sort of, that name sort of stuck too. So like, there's like a few people now, like to this day, that would say, "What's up, Osama bin Gary?" You know? <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, and so so what uh, did you in the time there? Were there any kind of gems as far as the, the the language stuff that you came across or anything that kind of sparked what what would have init- what would have eventually led to to your own method <clears throat> I think going through that through that uh, language program taught me as much about how to learn a language via what you should do as as, as much as it did through like what you shouldn't do you, you know like like there was a whole lot of things that that like I said worked because of how much you did it but it still didn't really jive with, with what I believe is the real way to learn a language. A lot of people were sort of stuck doing flashcards and a lot of people were sort of like 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 studying for their vocab test and feel like that I need to know the word for window and door right now. And it, whereas the, the approach I, that person I was taking is this was the same approach that I had already sort of taken with Spanish and Portuguese and was just refining this, this approach, which sort of ultimately grew – to be the the method that I use to teach, um, for the first few weeks I was behind other people in some ways. Like I, my vocab, t- I didn't know the word for window and door and stuff like that, whereas everyone else did because they were doing flashcards. Where I, I was over there, sort of building the structure of the language. How does the past tense, present tense, and future tense work? You know, verb conjugation pattern wise, and how can I grow my conversation? So I was getting better at speaking quickly, whereas my like sort of daily vocabulary wasn't necessarily as high because I wasn't focusing on that, you know, opting for being Mm -hmm. able to speak over like rote memorization type of thing. And so I learned Arabic, but sometimes I feel like I learned it sort of in spite of the program as opposed to necessarily because of the program. Interesting. Interesting. And, and so I guess uh, moving on that this sort of um, fractal geometry and language is not, not two things I'm very interested in, but two things I'd never put together. How uh, how did your interest kind of in in the fractal geometry start, and and then what 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 kind of led to that uh, and language learning kind of becoming one? Yeah, totally. Um, well, like I said, I left the military in 2009, and by 2010, 11, I was just teaching adult classes and stuff like that in, in a few languages, and uh, trying to figure out how to you know, basically what to do with people. I, at the beginning, I assumed that everyone would just be like a great language. But the questions I started getting from people made me realize like, oh, wow, it's not, it's, you know, that's not obvious to be, there's, there's like something wrong with the way people are approaching learning language. And I, and I think that the main thing that it was, was they're more intent on, on, uh, learning the like learning about the language basically learning the language as an analytical process versus a creative process they try if they they think if they can memorize enough stuff and 
uh, understand the rules and be able to explain the rules and intellectualize the rules of things, somehow that's going to equate to practical skill in the language. It doesn't. That equates to like a good grade on a test, if anything. But it doesn't right. necessarily uh, equate to practical use of the language. And so I'm just trying to get them to use the language and, and, and everything. So around that time, uh, I saw a TED Talk with Benoit Mandelbro about fractal geometry, talking about the way things grow and the way trees grow and how rivers grow and how the human body grows. And the common thing there is that it's basically a branch or a trunk, and then that branch, or that becomes two branches, <coughs> and those two become two, <clears throat> and all of those two each become two, and keep iterating like that until you basically have a tree shift, branches upon branches upon branches, and rivers grow that way, right, like the main part, and then all of the little, right, and the human body grows that way, like your fingers are just mm -hmm. like a miniature version of your body, and your arm is a miniature version of your body, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. And so I something about that maybe language is definitely like this and I wasn't sure exactly how and I went through some some periods and stages of how I would explain how language is a fractal but basically what it comes down to is I remember back at the first day of Arabic uh, class I, I asked someone how to say you know how to say I like something. And once I had that verb I like as sort of like one branch that uh, verb can branch into virtually infinite smaller brands. Like you said, I like this, I like that, I like coffee, I like tea, I like to speak Arabic, I like to learn Arabic, I like to study, I like to do whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you take that same verb, I like, and put it in the second person, do you like, it creates instant conversation. I like such and such and such. Do you like such and such and such? And I remember even back to my early days of Spanish, like 17 years old, I was ha having f full conversations uh, just uh, pivoting off of a single verb. You see what I mean? And then on the end of those uh, statements, like, I like to dance for something like this. Like, I like to dance. On the end of that branch, there's multiple branches. Like, I like to dance salsa, merengue, bachata, so on and so forth. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that yep. tree shape is growing. It's like a conversation is the tree and the seed or the starting point within every conversation is, is the verb. So I say conversations are trees. And verbs are seeds. Mm -hmm. And so, and and what does that equate to for you know, kind of a first uh, uh, lesson for a student, um, kind of designing around that concept? For sure. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> if it's your first lesson with me, like it was an hour ago, we did a little Arabic. If it's your first lesson, <clears throat> I don't want you <clears throat> thinking about the language. I want you thinking in the language, right? So thinking about might be, okay, today we're going to start and here's going to be something and here's a little grammar. Now let's do a dialogue. Now let's do an exercise and all this sort of like as if you're sort of like studying the language like it's some sort of like baby pig you're dissecting or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so rather than thinking about the language, let's just jump right in. You want to be able to talk about yourself, introduce yourself, talk talk about the language itself that you're speaking. Oh, I speak a little Arabic, I'm studying right now, I want to learn, I want to practice, you know, and uh, so where, where are you from, what do you do, and what is, you know, just, be, you know, be, be able to have, you know, relevant conversation. And so what I'll do is I'll start with a topic in mind, like introducing yourself, and no matter what the topic is, for that conversation, there will be a seed, and everything will grow from that verb, <laughs> that verb seed. So, 
kill two birds with one stone. You can learn to talk about yourself and start to learn the patterns of the language, the sort of the structure uh, of the language, namely that verbs create conversation. And so talk about yourself. You need the verb I am. Plant that seed in any language. French, je suis, je suis. Spanish, soy, Arabic, Anna, so on and so forth, and you can start growing conversation. Like I'm, I'm, I'm Tony. I'm from Chicago. I'm a, a language teacher, so on and so forth. And then you could take that same verb. Are you? Are you this? Are you that? Where are you from? I'm from here, and so on and so forth. And oh, you speak air. I speak. You know. So you basically just are like be, beginning to build a garden by planting the seeds in the areas that you need. And those areas are the topic, the topic of conversation you want to have. Mm -hmm. You plant the verb seed, and you grow the conversation, we just have the conversation. So we're not, it's not explicit, we're not talking about grammar. At least not now, we can later if you want, if you need to, you know, for, for, for any reason. But it's basically growing conversation in the same way that you sort of cultivate a, a garden, planting seeds, working it every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is the, I mean, this is, I know that any of the languages that I've become proficient in, there's a, there was a trend where at some point or another, I stopped thinking about the language as the goal, but I started having to have something to do in that language as the goal, whether it was working or an internship or, or right. studying or traveling. Um, but basically that once I, once I had to start using it, uh, I, it just all the questions of, of what grammar and this, that, and the other kind of go out the mm -hmm. window and you just, you start employing it to get functionally, to get things done. Right. Uh, so I love that, that you just, you just jump right into it. And I noticed that, that, that front, yeah. mm -hmm, and there were some, some key, like when you, if you start with the root, I am, uh, and then you, you threw a, a few prepositions in there, which, which during uh, our lesson, you did cover some of the absolute most you know, crucial prepositions you're going to need at the beginning, um, and and things like negating and things like that. So so very specific to uh, to that. And and so what if you were to if you were to you know let's say I started as a total total beginner. Um, have you applied this method to people that are already have somewhat of a of a of a um, a kind of a, a a little bit of a feel for the language? And how would you how would you go from there with them? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, if you're a complete beginner, you need to be able to talk about core topics. Uh, and it's kind of like you said, if, if you, whenever you start really using the language, all the grammar, all the extraneous, whatever it may be, kind of goes out the window. You realize what you actually needed all along. And that's the effect that starting with a topic has, you know, it's, it's, you know, like there's tons of things I could learn or I'm, you know, this book says I should learn right now. But once you're just in a situation, so if you let the topic or the situation be your guide first, then the most high frequency material, be it verb, vocabulary, preposition, whatever, uh, will naturally come to the surface. Mm -hmm. um, and so, very complete beginners start with your some some core topics, and that's going to build core uh, structure or grammar, which is basically tense and aspect. Like the main thing that you want very very soon within your first few lessons is the big picture look at the complete possibility of tense and aspect in that language. Is there a past, a present, and a future? Um, is there a, uh, a conditional as well? Is there a subjunctive, you know, whatever? And then, uh, and then is there a simple and a continuous, I speak, I'm speaking? Does, does this language have that? Is there a, I have spoken, had spoken, will have spoken? Is there, and so on and so forth. So you create a little grid like that. 
um, so on and so forth. You want to be able to uh, know your core verbs, be, have, go, do, like, want, be able to, have to, you know, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So let's say someone comes to me and they're like, they're kind of already speaking the language. Like there's a lot to work on. A lot of tense stuff is going, a lot of aspect is going on, <coughs> uh, like in terms of mistakes. Um, but, but generally they don't need to start from scratch. Uh, then I'm basically just going to keep having conversation with them, asking them things that will expose what their weaknesses are. And basically little by little, uh, or, or, or maybe just show them the complete, like, for example, say, look, you might not have seen tense and aspect as a matrix, but look at this tense aspect matrix. So let that be your guide. And basically just to re reinforce this, like maybe their structure is already kind of there, but it's a little like wonky, like they say, then you go back and say, this uh -huh. is how it should look. So let's make it like this and then get back to the conversation and, oh, you need a little vocabulary. Okay. So on and so forth. And then they, they should get to the next the next higher level. Now, say someone comes and they're like basically perfect Spanish, whatever language it is, you know, basically perfect stuff. Don't really need any structure at all. Then finally, you just move into like a like a sort of colloquial language type thing, just to like further developing vocabulary, high technical stuff. I might not even know. I'll like look it up for you and translate as we go or something like that. You know what I mean? Just like moving into like whatever you need to do in terms of uh, just the next level that way. Accent reduction, pronunciation types of phonology type stuff. I like to do a little, mm -hmm. I like to do poetry with people just to, you know, challenge how the way that you think about the way the language can work and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, at that point you're, if like you should be my teacher next, if you know, I guess that's as high as I go, you know, Right, right. And, uh, okay. And, and I guess, uh, there's a few just, uh, really things and I didn't quite prep you for this one. I threw it in at the last That's bit. Cool. Uh, but, uh, but I noticed that there's some new kind of, uh, statements that, that are on the website there. Um, one is you can have a conversation, a new language in less than an hour. You learn the yep. language by using it, not by studying it, which we've gone through. Language is a matrix, just mix, mix and match the building box. Um, could you talk, uh, I'd just like to get, get a bit more into the, into the matrix itself. Cause it is a key aspect of these. Um, uh, if you, if you wouldn't mind just sort of, uh, what are some of the basic building blocks that you would say would get people conversational the quickest? Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, in a lesson, uh, perhaps on Skype, I'll share my screen or if you're in person with me, we'll just look at my screen or sometimes with groups, I'll beam it onto the wall with my nice new projector that Santa brought. And uh, one way or another, I'm going to open a Excel spreadsheet, which is the only tool I will use for, I could, you know, that that whole that that you know complete grid type. Thing. So anyway, open open up the Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> and uh, basically put a topic on the board, like in the top left hand corner, like okay, today we're going to you know talk about this, or what do you want to talk? What what situation do you have to talk about? One way or another let the topic or the situation drive drive the thing. At that point, depending on your level, I'll say, okay, well. I don't even say anything. I just, what, like, do you want to, you know, just let you say something and then we'll let, that'll be the splash, first splash in the pond. And then that splash is going to cause more splashes and it's going to, you know, everything's going to ultimately be within the master structure of tense and aspect and, and so on. Um, <clears throat> if it's more of a beginner thing, I'm going to suggest a verb for you. It's like, hey, look, in, uh, in Spanish to say, I am, you, you say soy, just like soy milk, you know? And so you lay that down in a, on a, on a single cell. Like right under the topic. It's like introducing yourself, soy, no? That's one building block. And you can even translate it in the next cell down, like soy, I am. And that's one building block, you know? 
Now, if you come over to the to the next sort of column and say like soy, like Tony, under that, de Chicago, from Chicago, like maestro, a teacher, maestro, another black de Espanol, maestro de Arabe, maestro de so on and so forth, <laughs> you can just look back at this whole sort of growing little shape that's coming by way of building blocks and just go, okay, okay, so hola, soy Tony, soy de Chicago, soy, you know, because the, the, the conversation grows like branches out of, out of the verb, right? Soy and all of these uh -huh. possible things. I say, okay, muy bien, muy bien, and uh, now look, eres means are you? So ask me a question. You go, um, are you Tony? Are you from Chicago? Are you a teacher? Are you a teacher of Spanish? Are you a teacher? And just keep following the stuff and then maybe add a little more vocab, add another verb, totally switch the topic over and start. So basically at the end of the day uh, or the end of the lesson, I'll send you the Excel in the form of a PDF. You go back and look at it and you've got everything you need. It's not, there's not, no paragraph, no, no rigid lines that you have to, I have to memorize this or, you know, it's like just a generator that you can use to express yourself creatively. So it's, again, it's, it's a creative process, not an analytical one. You're meant to just take the parts, be creative with the parts. Yep. And I saw that literally on the spreadsheet as I was watching it, you know, it, it literally started, the conversation started to take a spiral shape the way that you formed it on the spreadsheets. It, would, it literally started to, to spiral in and it would, you would start at the outside with the verb or start with the beginning, as the, like you say, as the seed. And uh, that was really cool to see. And, and I, I think certainly uh, in my experience, and I think for, for most people out there, uh, the idea that you say of context uh, is, is just so massively important because almost that 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 allows you to design in your, in your method the entire lesson around people's interests and around what they're probably most likely going to actually be talking about which is like so if i if i absolutely love kite surfing you know which i do then it's quite likely i'll be hanging out with kite surfers talking about kite surfing wondering with the wind is going to start wondering you know how much wind there will be wondering if the sun will be shining all of these kind of things i could i can see from the, the lesson we just did, being able to design this matrix around the topic of kite surfing, what are the core right. verbs? Really, really impressive. I really like that. Um, and and so you've got a new thing on the site there that in, that you're offering a new course that's a week long, uh, an hour every day, um, and that that people can can become uh, somewhat conversational at the end of this week. Uh, what 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 kind of level of conversation? Uh, I mean, I've, I know that it would depend from student to student, but what would what would somebody who really was dedicated expect to to achieve in that week? Um, yes, I'm doing an hour a day, seven days a week. Uh, with people and and by the way where that came from it's it's, it's I, I find that a traditional sort of I, at least for me I, for a long time I had doing been doing like an hour hour and a half with people once a week and I'm shifting into the you don't see results as you know like imagine going to basic training at the military <clears throat> and doing basic training for an hour a week for seven weeks, you know, it's, it's not the same as one hour a day for seven days when you see results hardcore, you know, so I'm shifting yep. to this more intensive thing and I, and I'm, and I'm loving what I'm seeing with results that you'll, I'm putting out some videos. You can see that, you know, um, but, but basically in seven days with ev pretty, everyone I've done this with so far, you're getting to the point. It's sort of this like critical mass point, this sort of like point where your language you have enough language that you're you, that you're heavy enough to roll on your own um we're getting getting to the point 
where it would be hard for me to show you anything that would be different than something that, that you've already seen. Like something that isn't just a variation on a theme, you know? <laughs> so we're building like eight core topics in seven days, or maybe we get to fifth, however you want to break it down, like a, like a, like a some number of, co of, of core essential topics. And that is meant to also give to you uh, the stru the overall structure, like I'm giving you like 80%, 90% of the structure of the complete tense aspect matrix. If it's Spanish, AR verbs, ER, IR verbs, like such a big picture look at the language that whenever day eight comes around, or maybe this is already day five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, wherever we are, <clears throat> want to talk about kite surfing, what do you want to say about it? How's the wind today? Well, that's present tense, and that's the verb be. You know, you've already seen that. Like you, you get to a place where the NATO thing that you mentioned, um, we took literally it took with him only two hours to get that critical mass. Like he even said after two hours, he's like, "So I kind of know Arabic now." And I was like, "Yeah, you kind of know Arabic now. Now it's just a matter of making variations on a theme." And for the next next twenty nine hours, we had thirty one hours in one month with this guy. <coughs> um, first two hours developing the, the 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 structure next 29 hours building exactly just the specifics like taking the same tree shape and just switching out this for that and aiming for a job interview that he was going to do at the, the the nato defense college in rome at the end of the month and he like knocked it he did the interview like it partly in arabic like a good he did a presentation in arabic and <laughs> which they asked him to do and he thought he was like screwed he said he was like like I, I didn't think there'd be any way that i could get even okay in arabic in one month starting at zero and he really like killed it on this interview i'm told um, simply wow. through through that process, the seven day is a real aggressive thing. But what it's it's meant to get you to that sort of saturated, like you see the complete structure, and from there it's just variations on a theme. And you can definitely I do that with everyone in seven days. Wow, and and so and you also teach uh, at the corporate level. You train groups, uh, things like that. Is there are, are there any kind of changes you make for obviously since it's not an individual you can't specifically focus on their interests but is there are there any adaptations or do you pretty much get them to do the same the same method but having to work with numerous students uh simultaneously yeah yeah, yeah. um so sometimes what i tell people i'll, I'll say i'm the i'm uh, the structuralist uh, and you're the content expert so uh -huh. here's here's the deal with language. There's past tense, present tense, future, maybe conditional, and there's simple, continuous, and perfect, with some exceptions for language. Right? Um, the, this is these are the rules of the game. This is like the physics of this universe. Okay. So now here's given the physics of this universe. There's gravity. There's bounciness. There's whatever the rules. You know. Now we're just gonna play the game. So I'm the structuralist, and then you want to. What do you want to do? Kite surfing. All right. Fine. Well, then let's talk about kite surfing like that right right so say i have 10 people in the room uh might be a good opportunity to get them realizing at that moment that it is a creative process that they're not supposed to just sit there like taking notes silently, but that they're supposed to be interacting but that, that it be uh user generated and so, you know so if i put up the verb like i like i like to or something on the board in whatever language and then i also teach them how to say how do you say then you could, I mean, you could be 20 people in a room and I'd be like, okay, who wants to say, uh, how do you say kite surfing? And then someone's going to go, um, como se dice kite surfing? And I say, como se dice kite surfing? He says, uh, kite surfing as, 
kite surfing, you know? I'm like, okay, so uh-huh. me gu- I like kite surfing. Me gusta kite surfing. Te- do you like kite surfing? So you like kite Do you like kite surfing? Do you like kite surfing? Do you like kite I like her. I've never been kite surfing. Oh, should we learn how to say? I've never done this. That's Well, that's the perfect aspect in the present tense. I've never. I haven't. I haven't. Have you? I haven't. Have you? Bungee jumping. I haven't. Have you? I like this. <laughs> you like that? You like it? I don't know. I've never. Have you? You see what I'm saying? Like you're just, it's just playing around, creating these trees and shrubs and landscape out of the verb seed. And I don't care how many people are involved, the more the merrier. Right. And I could see totally, you know, applying if a new, if it's just a new noun, then you just, okay, grab that noun and start applying the same structure. Find out where it goes. Yep. Around there. Do you have a kite board? You know, is this uh, kite board big or small or, you know, just uh, et cetera and so on. And and being able to, even on the fly, say, recognize something. Oh, I didn't know that word, but I think I I do now. And and start to incorporate it into the matrix. Uh, sure. Powerful. It's also kind of like a like a group yoga class where the teacher says, "All right, everyone, do this pose." And like one person might only be able to go this far, and the other person's like completely like up, you know. But everyone's improving. So I'm not saying it's it's another way that that each person can improve at their own level. Like, okay, that I, I you lost me at the perfect tense. I don't even know what that is in English. I'm like, well, first of all, forget that, but just follow me. And okay, I don't want to go. You don't have to say that then. I mean, you let him say something, let him say, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything at all. But if you want, you can say as much as this. And if you want to say even more, fine, I'll put the verb there and then you can do that. But everyone's sort of responsible for their own. It's like you, you, you go as deep into the posture as you can. And everyone does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's okay. So, and just a couple of uh, questions here to, to round out as we're, um, coming up on the end of the time but uh, oh. the, uh you, you explained a bit about uh this to me in the in the intro but i'd love to have the audience be able to hear <clears throat> that you know tony marsh me- marsh method it's kind of a byline of language teaches itself uh what, what would you can you elaborate on that yeah language teaches itself um so an example of language teaching itself would be when you see the word hola in spanish h-o-l-a hola and then you know, a little bit later, you learn how to say, I speak Spanish, which is hablo español, which is spelled H-A-B-L-O. And some people will go, hablo español. And I'll just say, how do you say this word? And I'll point to hola. And they're like, hola. So how do you say this word? Hablo. Not hablo, but hablo. You know what I mean? And so, and sometimes I'll, I'll even point this out. I'll be like, look, like, take your cues, take your lessons from the language itself. Like, if it's, if H was silent there, if this is pronounced hola, then this is pronounced avda. Like, make that guess and, and make even more guesses and make even more daring guesses and more wild. And you'll end up being wrong sometimes, but it's still good to take those guesses. Um, so it's the language that the language teaches. It's, it's, not me, it's not me saying to you, H's are silent and J's make an H and double R is rolled and R at the beginning is rolled and the R at the end is kind of rolled and the, the D between vowels <laughs> between the tongue and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, you're, you just be like, ah, like whatever. Just take your cues as you – the same way a child does, right? Because you can't, ex, you can't explicitly explain something. You can't like be like, – sit a child down and be like, oh, here, this is the preterite tense in our language. Like not imperfect. Like there's no – you know? Right, they can't even write yet either. They can't do it right. So, so you, you take your cues as you as you go, and just pay attention to the patterns and assume that the pattern will work. If it doesn't find there's an irregularity, but just assume that the pattern will work and take your cue from the language, from the conversation, from the language itself. Which I said, language teaches itself. It's not me that told you that. 
it's hola and avlo like hola taught you avlo advice for i mean you've been giving it the whole time but uh any any parting words of advice for uh language learners aspiring polyglots uh you learn you learn a language by using it not by studying it Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of the stress out too (laughs) the study study you learn it by using it it's like learning to ride a bike you have to be on the bike to learn to use it to, to learn to ride the bike um and language is a matrix, which is what I personally find to be like the secret key to, to you know, quickly generating language, creating conversation. The purpose of grammar is conversation, mm-hmm. and mix and match building blocks. Same stuff. Language is a tree. Language is a bike. Okay. So people getting in touch with you, you have a newsletter at TonyMarshMethod.com. I highly recommend signing up for uh, any social networks or other places people can can get in touch with you or reach out. Yeah, there's the TonyMarshMethod.com. Um, there's a link right there for my seven-hour, seven weeks, or one-week, one, one week, seven-hour thing, which is like I recommend people taking, of course. Uh, other than that, Tony Marsh Method works on all the social, like Instagram, Tony Marsh Method, all one word. Mm-hmm. You know, the Twitter is Tony Marsh Method at, you know, stuff like the Facebook slash Tony Marsh, everything Tony Marsh Method, and, and there I am. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, Tony. I really appreciate this, and, and I look forward to, to uh, another lesson and then maybe checking down, uh, down the line with you and seeing how things are going. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I'm thrilled that you're interested and would truly love to hear from you. If you have a moment to leave a comment for me or send a suggestion, whatever you're feeling, head over to freelanguage.org forward slash contact where you can write me directly. If you've enjoyed this episode and can take a second to rate the Free Language Podcast on your favorite podcast app or website, that would be a huge help for me. It may seem trivial to you, but it means the world to me. Again, as I mentioned in the intro, if you'd like to support this podcast for free, just head over to freelanguage.org forward slash news and sign up for the free language letter. Many thanks for your time and attention. I know they are among the most valuable resources any of us have. I'm sure it's been worth it for you. I sure hope it has. And I look forward to bringing you more language goodness via freelanguage.org and this podcast in the very near future. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever you are on this gorgeous planet.